Okay, I know there's a lot of grandparents and parents who listen to the Pickleball Fire podcast. And if you're looking for a gift in the form of a book for the holiday season for one of the kids or grandkids, I've got on today author Jerry Lewis. And she's got a book that's already won the Mom's Choice Award. And it's just a great story with beautiful illustrations. So to hear more about Jerry and the book, let's get to the intro. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I'd like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, Jerry Lewis. How are you doing today, Jerry? I'm great. How about you, Lynn? It's a really nice day here in Connecticut, and I got to play pickleball. I hope you did too. It's still a little hot here in Lakita, so no, not today. <laughs> Now, do you have any indoor courts there? Yes, but they're always crowded. Oh, that makes it tough. Okay. Before I get sidetracked, I always do to start the podcast and ask, tell me a little bit about how you got involved in pickleball and how long ago that was. I got involved in pickleball when we were living in San Clemente and I heard about it and it sounded like a lot of fun. And then we moved here to La Quinta, California, over by the Indian Wells. U.S. Opens, and our club, the Citrus, and PGA West had pickleball courts, and I just, that's how I started playing. I was a club member, and it was so much fun. It takes me away from constantly working. Ah, now that's actually really interesting. I have to admit, I don't think I've ever had anybody on the podcast who said it takes them away from constantly working. In fact, I think most people are addicted to pickleball and they probably play more pickleball than doing work. <laughs> yeah. It's the opposite with me. Oh, okay. That was also quite a move too, because you went from a very nice uh, kind of ocean influence environment there in San Clemente to, to the desert. <laughs> How was that for you? Our plan was that we would travel during the summer and then COVID hit and that kind of changed. But I love the weather here in the desert. It is gorgeous. Six, seven months out of the year, where when I lived on the beach, I had fog and it was cold. And one summer, we didn't even have any sunshine. That is true. You get the June gloom down there. And I was in Mission Viejo, so I was just enough inland to, we'd have some June gloom, but we have a little more sunshine than San Clemente did. Oh, yeah. We get the sunshine here. And which makes it fun because you can play pickleball at night, during the day. It's always perfect weather, but then you get into the double digits and you don't, you either leave or you stay inside. I am also a professional photographer. And one of the things is I travel around the world photographing besides making books. And when COVID hit, I couldn't do that either. No traveling. So it sounds like it's been a really challenging time for you. Yeah, I actually, I went to Park City this, this summer and we stayed. It was nice. But the pickleball courts were so crowded, you had to go at seven in the morning and there was a hundred people waiting to play. Wow. Sounds like they need to build more courts there. <laughs> they had a lot of courts and they had them all over the place, but people were coming from all over. They love it. Great weather, certainly at that time of the year, the year there. 
Yeah. Now, sure. Yeah. Now, so I wanted to have you on the Pickleball Fire podcast. And actually, Dottie Berry was nice enough to uh, connect the two of us because you've written a children's book and you sent me a beautiful copy. It's called Pickleball Patsy and Her Lucky Pickle. So tell me a little bit about how that book came into being. Well, I was playing pickleball at PGA West on our pickleball courts. And there was one individual, and it wasn't Patsy, who was a real sour loser. And I was like, oh, my God, people need to learn that, not to take it so seriously. So I ran home. I wrote the book. I put it on the shelf and sent it as a gift over to Patsy Pelea, my partner on the project. And for about a year, I was extremely busy. And she never gave up, just like the character. So I thought, okay, I will do this book for you, Patsy. And she just loves it. She dresses like, she looks exactly like the character. Oh, I'll, I'll have to say the character definitely has some cute dresses. We'll say that. I know. I made sure she sparkled. Yes, she absolutely does. Now, give, give me a sense of what age group this is geared towards. And uh, are, are these people who purchased the book, are they parents or grandparents of people who play pickleball or just kind of people in general? Well, that's interesting because when I won the award, I went to all of these um, teachers and stuff, but I was still getting people that were playing pickleball. And it's both parents and grandparents. And it's the age group is basically five through nine, right around there. I have, when I, when I create these books and stuff, I have them being reviewed by children, parents, and grandparents to see their intake on it. And I went all the way up to 12-year-olds who loved it. They loved the illustrations. They loved the characters. Three of the characters in there, by the way, are my grandkids. Oh, okay. And uh, what are their names in the book? Are, and are uh, those the real names? Lucia, Lucia, Oliver, and Kelsey. Nice. So you also mentioned that you won an award for the book. Which one was that and how did that all come to be? I've won a few other awards. And I said, well, let's see if I could win the Mom's Choice Award. It goes out to about 1.6 million people all over the world, 60 countries. And it was like 10 weeks. I hadn't even got an answer if I won or anything. And then I, there it was, gold. And so it made my second gold uh, children's award, which was exciting. So you have to submit and you have to give marketing plans and target how you're going to do it. It's a very complicated process to even win the award. So I was honored to be a two-time recipient of it. Congratulations on that. It sounds like quite a process to get to that point. Oh, yeah. Now, I think you had said that you had written the book, and it sounds like you wrote it pretty quickly, and then you had that year and a half lag, was it, before you actually move forward and publish it? Exactly. I did. I had other shows going on and I write about another character that's been really successful in the school systems with a, a cross curriculum. Her name's Popsy, the daughter of mother nature. She's always on a mission to save the planet. 
<laughs> and so I thought, oh my, and plus my art shows. And I thought, oh, another book. But it was such a fun book. I, I couldn't say no. Now, was there anything challenging about writing Pickleball Patsy and her Lucky Pickle? No, I just, I'm a visual person. And when I was on that Pickleball court playing with them, it just popped in my head. In fact, she jumped in my car to go play with me. And I said, how's it going, Pickleball Patsy? (laughs) And I just, then and there, knew where I was going. And took me about maybe an hour. I have dyslexia, so... I write, and then my work gets forwarded to editors. And this particular editor was from Disney and Scholastic, who has worked with me on other projects. So they knew that I'm very creative and that I might not know how to spell, but they, they tweak it for me. And then once they tweak it for you, what's that next step in the publishing process? Once they tweak it, it goes through a whole review board. And I used all pickleball players, all the really serious pickleball players here at our club. And I got all their response with illustrations. And they're like, we love it. We love it. I said, okay, it's a go. And from there, it's a long process of working with the artist. It takes about four months. I have a background in digital animation. That whole book is done digitally. I've actually been fortunate enough to work with Jane Bear, the creator of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and worked with I've worked with Disney and Warner Brothers. And so I kind of knew from previous books where I was going with it visually. But it does take about three months and a lot of changes. And so it, it sounds like you would actually sketch the sketch the book, but then somebody would take it and illustrate it beyond that? Yes. I, I sketch out every single page and then I don't do, I don't touch the artwork because I'm busy putting the marketing plans together. And once it's all ready, they work with the printer and the printer then processes it. It goes through a big process of them bringing proofs to me before I even sign anything off. And then how did those initial proofs look? The first one, not so good. (laughs) We had to redo the cover. And why was that? I wasn't satisfied with how it looked. I wasn't picking up the right colors, uh, the right, there was a sunset in the background that wasn't working. It was distracting. And I'm actually noted for that where I'll look at something and if it's not right, I will go back and correct it. And sometimes I can put things when you're trying to have things delivered at a certain time, but we worked fast and hard and we came up with a better cover. So did the person who helped you with the artwork, did he have a pickleball background too? No, Randy Jennings did not have a pickleball background, but I promised him that I would come and play pickleball with him. He's, he's put about 60 books together. He's extremely talented You have to wait to work with him, like most of the really high-end artists. And he works very hard. A lot of times he was busy because he represents Arnold Schwarzenegger fan club, and he does all the illustrations for him. So I had to wait my turn for him. But it was worth it. He's worth every little penny. I definitely agree. And I don't know anything about 
this area, but it is a absolutely beautiful book. And getting back to the story and your experience and what prompted you to write the book. In Pickleball, I think one of the draws to the, to the game is because you, people generally are annoy, are nice. It can be challenging when you have that sour loser like you, you talked about. Yeah. She was definitely a sour loser, but I've seen a few sour losers. But for most part, it's a lot of fun. And I like to tease and I like to create. So it was really something funny I was doing. I, I didn't know that they wanted it to go into a book. I was kind of making fun of someone who took it way too seriously and making the game uncomfortable for the rest. That's a good point. And most of us are not professional players. We don't make a living from pickleball. So yeah, I always struggle if you've got somebody who's just not really a good sport. I know. I've had a player once tell me, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. You can't play with us. And I'm thinking, wow. And then when he finally played with me, I won the game. <laughs> the bottom line here is you should, I just think it's such a fun game. And I understand professionalism and playing with professional people. And I understand being competitive. Everybody has a competitive edge, I think, to them. I like to win, but I don't throw my racket down and make sour faces. No. And uh, yeah. Your character in the book definitely struggled with that a bit, too. <laughs> I made it all about that sour face. Now, talk a little bit about that lucky pickle aspect. I'm, I know there's probably hardly any kids in your age group that are listening to the podcast. So just to give the parents and the grandparents who are going to be buying this book a little sense of the story, why don't you just go into a little bit about the sour pickle, the lucky pickle, and how that all works in the book? The lucky pickle was... It was just something I made up that she couldn't win the game without it. She like would squeeze it and shout, I'm going to win. And when it went missing, she had a losing streak and she, she tried everything. Sour gummy worms, <laughs> anything sour she tried, but nothing worked until her friends get together and they have a great idea that they are going to get a recipe for sour pickles and help Patsy because they missed her sour face. And basically, Lucky Pickle, at the end of the story, I shouldn't tell the end of the story, but Lucky Pickle actually has, I created a Lucky Pickle story. <laughs> and it's as a spinoff of Patsy. So that's coming up next. But it's all about pickleball and you don't need a lucky pickle to be a winner in life. The luckiest thing you can win is friendship. And that's what the whole book, and that's how I use the pickle, as the thing that weaved it together and taught people when you help one another, you can accomplish, you can help, you can help accomplish goals and help other people overcome their problems, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. That's... I hope that pickleball continues to be an inclusive sport rather than an elitist sport like some other ones that we could probably all think of. But did, did I hear that you're going to have a sequel to the book or you've got something new you're planning? Yeah, to write? It, I 
just finished writing it. Of course, don't forget when I write that everybody loves the lucky pickle. They love him flying across the thing. And I have a lucky, a lucky pickle story coming out. I'm hoping to have it done by the time we are going to be at the U.S. Margarita Opens this December. And I'm hoping to have it at least in a stage where people can have a brief idea of it, like a brief sketching of it. That That's coming up pretty soon, really just that's at the beginning of December now. I think it got changed, didn't it? Yeah, no, it's in December. And we have a booth there and I'll be autographing. Oh, very cool. Very cool. All right. Anything else that we should know about your book or writing? Other than my motto that you don't need a lucky pickle to be a winner in life. I think that to me is the most important thing. All right. I definitely agree wholeheartedly with you. And uh, yeah, I wish you the uh, best of luck at the big tournament there in December with your book and your sequel. And I'll definitely be looking forward to that. So just before we finish up, if somebody does want to buy Pickleball Patsy and her Lucky Pickle or eventually your sequel about the Lucky Pickle, where can they? The www.pickleballpatsy.com. All right. And is that the best place to uh, reach out to you through? Well, it links you to Amazon. You can, you, it's on Amazon. Okay. So it is on Amazon. You just Google Pickleball Patsy. All right. Sounds like it comes right up. And then if somebody actually wants to reach out to you directly, if they have uh, questions or anything like that, where's the best place for that? And the best place is probably to go on the website and hit contact. It has all my contact information there. All right. Perfect. So Jerry, it was great to have you on the Pickleball Fire podcast today. Thank you so much. I love talking about uh, your book and your award. And uh, thanks again. Okay. Thank you, Lynn. And I love pickleball. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes. 